You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 146 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and today's topic is masterclasses and masterminds for authors, and it's Actually, a topic that we've sort of been sitting on for quite a while, isn't it, Autumn? <laughs> it is. We've had this idea and another big idea that kind of goes hand in hand with it. Why Why we like masterclasses, or at least what the benefit of them are, especially mastermind groups as well. So this will be a fun one to jump into. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, reader and listener, I should say, uh, reactions, because I would love to know what their take is on masterclasses and all of these things that are out there to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, we have a bit of a, uh, what is it called? (laughs) Ulterior like, motive, yes. That's what I was trying to say, yes, <laughs> with this one. Um, but that, that'll become clear in the end. But I yes. think most people can probably guess it already now. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but we'll see if they're right. We'll yeah, let them yeah. consider that. We could pull a twist ending. You never know. Yeah, no, you'll never know. That's right. <laughs> um, I've had a bit of a sci-fi weekend this last weekend. yeah. Well, I know you were busy over the weekend. You had a lot of refereeing and things going on. I did. Yes, I did do that. I refereed three matches in the weekend. And the, but then on Sunday evening, I I went to watch the new Dune movie in the theater. Oh, you saw it, right? Oh, that's right. Yes. And then I also started watching uh, Foundation on Apple TV+. Plus, oh, interesting. Which is also sci-fi. Yeah, that is a huge sci-fi weekend. How are they? How is Dune? Actually, I think, I think for once they have actually succeeded in making a Dune movie oh, um, because yeah. I think it works. Okay, um, good. They they've sort of slowed down the pace. Um, no. It even says in the in the opening credits, so it's not a spoiler. I won't spoil anything here, but it okay. says in the opening credits, part one. So oh. it's only <laughs> going to be the part of the uh, part of the Dune story that they're going to okay. show in this movie, uh, and and it definitely okay. ends as well. That it's very clear that. There needs to become uh, be more movies. Okay, I don't know how many, but um, mm. but this one actually works for once. I mean, they've tried to make Dune before and failed, yeah. I think. Uh, but but this one was good, and the, and the cinematography is is amazing. Oh. It is so nice looking. Excellent. I'm gonna have to put that one on my list of you know date nights with my husband if I can see, find it playing anywhere near us where we're so yeah. rural. You should go and watch it for sure. That would be great. Uh, and uh, and also, if anybody of the listeners, I don't know, I don't think you have Apple Plus t- TV, uh, Autumn, uh, no. but if any of our listeners do, then uh, watch Foundation as well. Is it, 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 is, it has a very strong Dune vibe to it. And, uh, you know, Ooh. in terms of cinematography, it, it looks mm-hmm. amazing. And um, um, it's so far, I only watched the first episode, I should say, but I actually quite liked it. It's oh, pretty cool. good. So... Um, yeah, a lot of sci-fi this weekend for me. <laughs> That's so yeah, just trying to get out of this world a little bit, weren't you? <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I will have to and go look those you? up. 
I'm good. I actually started a Netflix series that kind of goes along with some of the murder mysteries you and I have been reading called oh, High Seas. So, and that's on Netflix. So if you happen to see it, it's actually, it's fun because it takes part. I think the ship is probably the 1920s era, the Roaring Twenties. And so it's got right. all that, that, that gorgeous styling and the art deco, which is one of my favorite design time so just gorgeous little elements and it's a, a feisty young heroine who you know the ship uh ship's officer who definitely is kind of interested and she's just kind of batting him off as they did in the roaring 20s just like get serious there's a murder we're trying to solve so it's really kind of cute and good acting i think it's actually it might be spanish um based but it's it's really fun but besides that life's been quiet literally in a way because you know you know that i'm partially deaf and i've picked up a hearing aid this summer but i finally decided it's i love hearing but it's incredibly uncomfortable i like while we're podcasting i can't have anything over my ear like while i have it on so there's right. this surgery that i've been contemplating but I, I do risky surgeries. I had PRK done on my eyes so that I could go from like seeing three inches to twenty twenty. It was a miracle. I cannot believe that modern science can <laughs> do such things. And there's something very yeah. similar for my ear. And I'm like all for it, except for one thing. There's uh -huh. a, the nerve that goes for your taste buds goes right over where they need to, you know, do their little finagling. And okay. so there's a chance, you know, me, I'm a foodie. So, you know, I'm a foodie. I love yeah. food. It's like one of my joys in life. If I can't drink tea, you know, I might as well not get up for the day. Well, just exposing this nerve to light can mess it up. And they're like, usually it's oh, three days. Okay. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's a couple weeks. In 5% of the cases, it is a long-term, possibly, you know, the rest of your life injury i'm like five percent so that's one out of 20 people this is just the doctor he's like i yeah, see five yeah. percent of my patients have this long-term issue so one out of 20 people walk out of that door and they're never going to taste quite right again i'm like that's like saying i don't like my front door and i could get it fixed and have it moved or change my front door but there's a five percent chance that you're going to destroy the entire house i don't know if it's worth it so no. I, I've been sitting here like flipping coins going I trying to think of an analogy going you know if I if I had a scratch on my front door and it really drove me nuts and I hated seeing it every day would I risk destroying the entire house just to have it fixed I should probably just suck up the hearing aid but it hurts <laughs> it really hurts but isn't the hearing aid also something about getting used to it that wearing it enough and getting used to it I was hoping so, but it's actually the longer I wear it, the worse it's getting. I have it turns out I have a okay. tiny ear canal. Of course, it's got all these problems. But so it, actually wearing it makes it feel like you have a major sinus infection that's just like clogging your ear canal. So it's like when I pull but it out, can they custom make it? Um, if I wanted to pay a lot of money, so maybe if I save up a couple ten, fifteen thousand, wow, I could get okay, something. Okay. It's yeah. it's yeah, the really that. expensive, very very okay. expensive. So yeah, I'm I'm on the fence. If any listener out there or someone reading the transcripts, uh, if you cannot listen, has any suggestions, please let me know because I am on the fence with this one, leading towards sucking it up and not getting it, but. 
maybe if someone has had a stapid, it's called a stapidoctomy. If anyone else has had that and they've had a success, you know, let me know. I need some advice. Hmm. All right. Well, that's a call for the listeners. Uh, I don't think I can help much on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. You don't have hearing problems. Uh, No, probably other things, but not hearing. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. This week, I was thinking to keep this section sort of short and sweet uh, by just mentioning that uh, we had a Zoom call with Jason, our Facebook group moderator last week. And uh, Luke was supposed to be there too. He's the other moderator of the group, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. But uh, it was so great talking to Jason. But but the reason I'm bringing it up is basically because the Am Writing Fantasy Facebook group has... uh, really come a long way since we started <laughs> oh my gosh as i told jason i remember i remember when it was me and i was inviting a couple of fantasy authors i knew to join it <laughs> so <laughs> he did tell me i should get a pin for being an inaugural member but yes yeah it's not two people anymore it's almost seven thousand. it's a crazy yeah we were sort of joking if we would make it to ten thousand before the end of this year but let's see yeah, that'll be interesting. You never know. I think it slowed down slightly this last month, but it could pick up again. You never know how these things go. No, for sure not. So, uh, yeah. So if you, are, you dear listener, uh, have not joined the best writing group on Facebook yet, just search Which, for I Am Writing Fantasy yes. and you will find us. It's not just us saying it's the best one. It's the members and the moderators who just absolutely adore it. So that's kind of special. <laughs> And on to today's topic. All right, that was uh, sort of sweet and to the point. So we'll just uh, get right into this um, main topic of master classes and masterminds. But I actually did a bit of digging ahead of this um, episode, Autumn. Do you know when the first mastermind was established? I have no idea. (laughs) I'm guessing it's probably, if you're not counting internet-y, um, I would say it's probably pretty early, but I mean, if you're counting the internet age, I would say probably post 2005. Right. Yeah, I did some digging, as I said. I, I think actually there is something about masterminds going on in ancient Greece, but but if we just sort of look at it in a more, more modern context, okay. Uh, and I could, of course, be wrong about this. So this is just as far as I could figure out or find mm-hmm. out by searching around, right? So I could be wrong, uh, but... I think it was actually Henry Ford. Oh, really? Because he met formally with like a group of men who did not work for Ford Motor Company. And they met at least once a month and then they shared ideas and they solved problems and so on. So I I think that was actually the first mastermind in in modern times. That makes sense. And there have been, you know, you mentioning that there have been a few notorious <laughs> as well groups. Um, I believe in like the New York scene, the art scene slash writer scene, there were some amazing authors and scientists and minds that would get together and just spill out ideas. I think it is an amazing way of cooking up some really innovative ideas and problem solving. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And later on, uh, Henry Ford was also asked about his secret to his success. And he actually said that this group, his mastermind, was the reason. Uh, So I found that pretty interesting. That is really interesting. I had not heard that about Henry Ford. Yeah. 
So I think it it can definitely move the needle. Uh, <laughs> I have been part of a few uh, yeah. masterminds myself as as part of you know management groups and so on, and mm-hmm. I also find it incredibly helpful. Yeah, and I've uh, but, when uh, I was learning to build courses, I was part of a mastermind group there. And so I've been in a couple as well, and they can be in, like you said, work. Um, with work, I had a leadership mastermind course. So that was really, they're really great, and they can be an amazing way of focused learning as well as coming up with some really great ideas. Yeah, and, and I think basically we're just going to have like a general discussion here about masterclasses and masterminds <laughs> and, and maybe maybe a bit about... Um, some challenges with it as well. Uh, At least I have a few notes about that, but I believe what happens a lot to us authors, it's, it's sort of like we have our head down in the daily grind of writing books and, you know, we never sort of stop to consider the options that are available to us. You know, sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes we might not even be aware of them, Uh, but this is where like, like Henry Ford, that we can actually benefit from, what others are bringing to the table uh, because mm-hmm. they, they will, other people will have a different take on a problem you have, or they will just bring some ideas to the table that you hadn't even thought about. Yes. Um, and I think that is some of one of the main benefits probably from the mastermind. Yes, I agree because like, like our, take our Facebook group, I'm writing fantasy Facebook group there it's really supportive people ask questions all the time but the problem is it is nearly 7000 members and that we need to have moderators because every once in a while you know someone's a little snippy and in general they're really nice and usually very encouraging but there's a, also a huge chance because you don't know everyone you're talking to to misinterpret what's being asked or not to ask it in a way that everyone understands and i think the mastermind group um, because it is a smaller group, it's usually focused participants. I mean, some of the ones I've been in, you had to be vetted so that you kind of fit in with the other people who are there. I mean, obviously, it helps when everyone's an author. So, I mean, therefore, you know, everyone, a fantasy author, especially, you got the ground rules right there. But when you have something like Henry Ford had, that's just, it could be this whole intellectual th- intellectual thing where there's a whole bunch of different people from different backgrounds coming together you know, and you're discussing maybe random things, you kind of want to be vetted, but you get to know people and you get to know their concerns and maybe what they're working on. So that when you ask a question, they're like, they're seeing, you know, your lens and your sphere and they're problem solving for you, not just as like a general, hey, have you tried writing faster? You know, it's much more like, Mm -hmm. hey, I know you have two kids and this doesn't work, but have you tried doing this instead? So that way you might be able to, you know, churn out more words. I just think they're so helpful because you, I know from my leadership course, I mean, we stay, we're still friends. We stayed friends for years, decade, because it really was a powerful impact to get to know someone that closely. Yeah. And you touched upon, uh, you touched upon something that I think is important here because when you are in masterminds or, or even master classes for that matter, mm-hmm. we are sort of all like-minded people. And what I mean by that is not necessarily that, like Henry Ford, for example, if we, if we use that example again, it's not necessarily that you have to be in the same industry. You don't even have to be authors, all of them, but in our case it will be. But <laughs> but even if you're not, I mean like-minded in the sense that we all are there because we want to achieve something. You know, We, we want to move our author business further along the road. You know, we want to maybe 
earn more money. Maybe we want to become better at writing, whatever it is. But we are there because we want to learn. And by helping each other, it basically becomes for the benefit of everyone. Mm-hmm. And of course, some people might think, well, I already know enough. <laughs> but I think <laughs> the truth of it is that no, you don't. Yes. We can all grow. We can all learn. And that will that's a continuous thing that will go on for the rest of your life. Um, so uh, for me, joining masterminds, joining masterclasses, it, it is... There's always something you can take away from those sessions, um, even if you're already quite accomplished. Yeah. Well, see, I think to me, I, that, that's where the master comes in. That wording is when you're still learning and still starting out, like you're still learning like how to write the intro, or maybe you haven't even conquered your first book. You're still learning a lot of stuff and it's, it's huge and new. That might actually not be the best time for the master class because you're still absorbing so much stuff that you're kind of figuring it out. But there's comes a certain point where you're like, all right, I've written a series. I've written a few novels. I kind of have the marketing done. I've done this stuff, but I know I'm not where I want to be. I have this growth and there's this kind of gap of what you want to learn because it's becoming more tailored to who you are and your book and your journey. And nothing else is going to do it short of paying for a coach, which is very expensive, you know, paying for like one-on-one or joining a mastermind group where you can have that focus and you're helping others. And usually by helping others, you end up helping yourself because, oh my goodness, like, you know, I've, I've learned um, life coaching over the summer. So that really, when you start asking the right questions and you re- reflect on them yourself, you start solving your own problems really fast. <laughs> and it's kind of amazing that way. So it becomes this group energy where you're helping each other and you're all excited and you're all really going to push forward. And so, yeah, if you think you'd have nothing else to learn, you probably won't go to a mastermind group and have that energy because you won't be putting out the energy as well. And if you feel like everything is too overwhelming, you might not be in the right spot for it either yet. You might need to, you know, write a book, tackle some of those big questions that you can just read a blog post for, or take a intro course on writing for, and then maybe you want to level up to the next stage and try a mastermind. Yeah. And I think, and maybe you can you can see if if I'm right here or but <laughs> oh, I think I like that <laughs> one of the major challenges or major reasons as to why authors do not join mm-hmm. masterminds or not so much master classes maybe because they're not they're not so time consuming but more mm-hmm. more masterminds is the time commitment of it i think i i, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time people are reluctant to join something like a mastermind because they're afraid that they won't have the time for it and um and then they just decide not to and yeah. I, as i've said in the beginning right i mean i've been part of a few masterminds myself and of course i can only speak for myself but I always have found that it is well worth the time that I put into it because you're going to get so much out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe it doesn't mean that you are prioritizing some of your time or allocating some of your time to the mastermind instead of doing something else. Uh, but usually mastermind, they, they don't go on forever anyway. So it exactly. might be it's like, I don't know, four months, five months, six months, something like mm-hmm. that. And you meet maybe once a week twice a month, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you will invest some time in it, but 
I think when time commitment concerns are the main reason for not joining, I think that's actually a bit of a shame, to be honest. I agree. And I think it might be good to let's define masterclass versus mastermind. So a masterclass is usually a single course. I've seen them up to three, you know, three sessions, but it's usually like, it's just a very short, very focused course that, like I said, it levels up. It is advanced techniques. You're not coming in as a beginner. So there's going to be lingo and stuff that you're like, oh, you know, you should know this already. It might be explained, but if you've never written a book and you take a writer's mastermind, you might, or masterclass, you might be a little behind and you might not be, you might need to watch it a few times, but yeah, masterclass is usually a very short one to three sessions, you know, at the most. So an hour to maybe three hours, it's not a big time commitment, but a mastermind group, it tends to be more interactive. And like you said, you yeah. can meet sometimes twice a month. It doesn't go on forever. It shouldn't go on forever. I was invited to one that had no endpoint and cost a god awful amount of money. And I kind of cocked my head and said, you're not trying to teach me anything. You're just trying to get me to pay you <laughs> and walked away <laughs> from that one. Um, right. So do you should always take everything with a grain of salt, but yes, they should be. It's to me, it's almost like the life coaching. They should have a definite endpoint, a definite target, a goal that you're going in for that you want to see happen. And it might be twice a month and maybe it is once a week. It depends on whichever one you end up being a part of. But as with all things, maybe you won't be writing as much, but when you get out of it, you're going to be writing so much better, faster, stronger. It's going to be worth giving up some time so that when you get to the other side of it, what you're doing, you're doing with so much more confidence, skill, and knowledge, and with some friends that you're going to still have. I mean, like I've had a writer's group and we stayed in touch again for ages afterwards because we really cared for each other. And you keep those friendships going even after the group is officially over. Yeah, and I want to touch up upon that uh, just in a moment, but I just to add one thing to what you were saying about the difference between the masterclass and masterminds. The master class are mm -hmm. uh, almost always very sort of instructor heavy. It is an instructor led class. Mm -hmm. So meaning that you have yes. a teacher who is just explaining things, uh, whereas the mastermind, it, it also has, uh, it, it, but it's not so much a teacher. It's more like a facilitator. There is mm -hmm. a facilitator there that will facilitate yeah. the conversation within the group. And there will be, a, at least sometimes, there, there will be a bit of cheating as well, but it's it's only a smaller portion of the mastermind. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the masterclass, you, you, you're basically, even if it's, it's probably virtual in many cases, but you're in a, in a classroom kind of mm -hmm. environment, if you see what yeah. I mean. Somebody is teaching something. Whereas that mm -hmm. not, that's not so much the case in the mastermind. It's more about a group helping each other to become more successful, yes. whatever success then is and, and means to, to you as, as the member of, of that mastermind. Yes. So, but I wanted to get back to what you were saying there because one of the huge benefits I, I see is, and it ties in with what you were saying, it's the accountability part. You know, you were saying yeah. like you, you get the friends and you, 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 you start meeting on a frequent basis, but you have accountability built in. Yes. And that makes a huge difference, you know. So you have a mastermind session. You agree some things that you are going to go and do uh, for mm -hmm. before the next meeting. And that forces you to actually go and start ticking off those those <laughs> things on the to-do list so that you next next time you show up, you actually did what you were supposed to do because otherwise you're going to get stuck mm -hmm. right in the mastermind and you're not going to get much help. Plus, 
who wants to show up for the next class and say, I haven't done anything of what I, what we agreed I should do. I mean, nobody wants to do that. No. So not to say it can never happen, but mm-hmm. in most cases, it really helps you to, it's a lot about motivation, I feel like. It, it's a motivating experience to be part of a, a mastermind. And uh, maybe that's actually one of the greatest benefits of, of it, now that I think about it. Yeah, no, I would agree. It it definitely you you end up with accountability partners. You you want to hold up your part of whatever you're working on or learning or doing. So, you know, you put in the effort. You you join a mastermind group when you you know you're going to be putting in effort. You shouldn't join it already feeling tired and overwhelmed and everything else because it's it's a bit of a commitment because you're really you're trying to take some pretty good skills and move it to the master level you know you're you're pretty solid intermediate and you want to go to the next tier you're gonna have to put in a very focused time intensive well not time intensive but energy intensive mind intensive you're gonna think about it you're gonna work on it you're gonna have to be accountable for it so you don't do this when you're like i want to go on vacation (laughs) it's not maybe the best time in your life to do mastermind but it does up your skills, I think, a lot. And I agree, you end up, you know, putting in your effort, putting in your part. And so I think when you get done with it, maybe you're not quite as high getting all that same amount of workout, but you're higher than you were when you went in and you're better at getting your work done. Yeah, and at the same time, I want to say, be careful that it doesn't become an excuse. I mean, I think you're right in the, in what you just mentioned, Autumn, but at the same time, that can easily be turned around to become an <laughs> excuse for not joining in a mastermind, True. right? Like, well, Autumn said that <laughs> I, I feel like having a vacation, so now I shouldn't, right? I mean, a mastermind is usually maybe, as I said before, four, five, six months duration, oh, right? Okay. And there will be some point during that period, probably, where you have less energy or maybe you have something mm. going on or whatever. Uh, so. I also feel like you might need to push yourself a bit to say, I'll give it a try, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and jump into, of course, not if, if you truly have something in your life that, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that you should push past any like boundaries that you shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, Keep your health, yeah. family first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, but, but at the same time, if you want to sort of get to the next level, Mm-hmm. At some point, sooner or later, you have to start investing in yourself and your business yeah. or in your writing skills or whatever it is you want to improve. But it's just too easy not to. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, well, I I guess I'm always the one who's like, oh, so learn something new. Let's go do that. I don't care that I've got, you know, a mountain of things. But I do see what you're saying. And I agree. I I do think it's more of a self-evaluation. Maybe you don't think you have the energy, but if you feel static in your writing career or you know even if you're looking at master classes anywhere but if you're feeling stuck or static or like you're not progressing things are not going as quickly or they're just plateaued even if you don't quite have the energy but you think you have the time commitment that might be a good indicator to do a mastermind because being with other people who are excited you know, and an instructor or at least a facilitator. I like how you use that word. A facilitator fits very well with a mastermind group. You know, being with other people will get you the energy to keep going. So as long as you have the time commitment, even if you're not feeling it, 
really good. Like you're so excited. Like you want to get up at 5 a.m. to go running for half an hour. You don't have to have <laughs> that <laughs> level of energy because if you do, I, I don't talk to me at 5 a.m. I'm still asleep. <laughs> so just don't go there. <laughs> but you just have to have that realization that things are not quite going the way you want them to go. You maybe are not feeling the writing. Maybe you're like about it. You're just like, maybe I'm done. I don't know. I'm stuck. That's probably a really good indicator that it's time to, you know, level up, get into a mastermind group, get the energy, find out where you're stuck, get unstuck and push through it and come out the other end feeling really awesome. Like you did get up at 5 a.m. and went for a run and it was great. <laughs> Afterwards, it's great. <laughs> no, but, but I think, of course, the mastermind should in itself be be a good experience as well. It, it's not like it's not like you have to force yourself to it like you might have to force yourself for exercising. <laughs> it, it is a it a is in general. Fun. I've always enjoyed the mastermind mm -hmm. sessions. They're quite fun. They, you learn a lot. You take a lot of you get inspired from it. Yeah. So I, I think in general, it, it's very good like that. Um, yeah. And then I was just thinking about something based on what you said, and now it escaped my mind again <laughs> like a puff of smoke it went. that's so great. that that doesn't usually happen on the podcast so we'll we'll forgive you this time but yes uh, okay <laughs> but no i agree it, it is not like exercise it's it's more like getting to hang out with some of your favorite people talking about your favorite subject and getting geeking out about it so if you like getting excited oh, yeah, about something Oh, excellent. See, I just need to talk more. Go ahead. You just needed to fill the gap. Then I, yeah. I did. No, but it was because you were talking about uh, getting excited about the writing and, and so on. But it could also be, of course, that you feel like I've tried every book marketing trick that I have, you know, I, I've been able to find on blog posts, on podcast listenings or YouTube or whatever. I tried like, mm -hmm. I feel like I tried everything and nothing works. No, maybe then as well. It, it, yeah. it could also be about, I, want, I just want to sell more books. You know, that could also be something you could bring into the mastermind and, and mm -hmm. learn from there. Um, so, uh, yeah, oh, a lot of good book. things can come from it. Definitely. I think it is uh, just, it's a little cooking pot, a Bunsen burner and a little um, crucible. It's a crucible. That's what the word I was trying to find. Of just, you know, getting things going and really leveling up your skill to a new level faster than you would be able to do it on your own. And I think that's, what's important. That's why you join a group is because it is sort of like the speed training to yeah, get somewhere yeah. new. Yeah, indeed. So I don't know if, should we get to our ulterior motive now, Autumn? I guess we've held out long enough and covered the basis of why masterminds and masterclasses are, are actually a really good tool. Yeah, because, well, the ulterior motive is not that surprising, I guess, but -da, it's because Yay! we want to, we actually want to have our first masterclass. Uh, yes. And we actually made it available for sign up right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because I built the website and the registration page, but whoa, I'm still excited that I got it done. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a link in the show notes uh, yes. and uh, you'll get right to the registration page from clicking that. And we have shared all the, the different, inf not that much to, be, to mm -hmm. be honest, but there is the information you need on, yeah. on the registration page. But the masterclass is on fantasy map making. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. If you weren't going to tell people, I was going to jump in and be like, we have to tell them what this one is about. So this is, 
this one is fantastic because well one who doesn't love a fantasy map and two this is how we met so i think it's our inaugural master class that we're going to be hosting is going to also be like the topic of how you and i actually started talking so it's going to be so cool we already geek out about fantasy maps so oh my god yes yes we (laughs) what was it was it last week or the week before last that we had the top 10 about maps i can't remember last week was one week week. or two was it yeah Okay, I, I'm yeah. pro- I, I think so. I had a no, two weeks it, back, so. I think. Wow, I don't think. Ah, okay, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, we love fantasy maps. And uh, yes. the good news, of course, is as well that the masterclass is taking place online. It's a virtual masterclass. So it doesn't uh, matter what country you're in. So that's always it important. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course, there will be a bit about time zones here in the no. sense that uh, we are running it on the 28th of October. Yes. If you're in Europe, it'll be evening time. If you are in the US, it'll be daytime. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is that we are going to record it. So if you sign up and you can't make it in person, that's absolutely fine. We will make a recording available. So, uh, yes. And I think I can promise it's going to be a lot of fun. Don't you agree, oh, yeah. Autumn? I, I, Considering I know what the slides and I know the topic, I know it's going to be so much fun. We're going to have a a blast and even though being a master class it is mostly instructor led we have a ton of questions and some Q&A sessions and polls and surveys so it's going to be so much fun and interactive and I don't think people are going to be like that was an hour that was like 15 minutes it wasn't an hour it was yeah, going to be yeah. a blast yes yeah and it, and we have purposely made it so that there are some uh, fun things coming in between uh, information so it's going to be entertaining mm-hmm. and uh i think it was 38 was it 38 dollars or something like that yes. wasn't it autumn yes it'll be so 38 dollars 38 dollars yes and it's not very expensive no. and what you get as part of that package is as well that once you've signed up for this masterclass you will actually get get access to a second masterclass on a yes. different topic that we're going to have on a later date. Yes. We haven't set that date yet, but you will get in as part of the package here to have that included in the price uh, that you're paying. So it's yes. essentially 38 bucks for two masterclasses. Yes. So that's well, pretty that's, cool. That's actually a really good deal. I've looked at masterclasses. They're, even if you go to, what is it, the masterclass, you learn something from Neil Gaiman, those are $99. So $38 for a masterclass is is for two master classes is incredibly cheap. Yeah. So yeah. We're maybe being Yeah, and the other cheap, thing is that yeah. uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I was speaking over you there. That's all right. I said maybe we're being a little too cheap thinking about, you know, the you know, ninety nine dollars to learn from Neil Gaiman and we're only doing thirty eight for two dollars for two classes, but I guess we'll go no, with it because yeah. we've already announced it. <laughs> We'll go with it. But the thing is as well that we do plan to, at some point in the future, we we don't have any dates for anything of this yet, but we do plan at some point in the future to actually run a mastermind. Yes. And the thing is that our planning, at least as far as it goes right now, is that we're only going to invite people who actually attended masterclasses to the mastermind when the time comes. So that might be another reason why you want to sign up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can actually at least put your you know, uh, 
<laughs> tick in the what, what? No, not a tick in the box, but you can put your like ticket in the hat or whatever. Yes, whatever you say. Your name saying. in the hat. Name in the hat. And your name in the hat. Yeah. Well, when we get to the mastermind, because the mastermind for sure will only be a very limited audience. Yeah. So not everybody will be able to get in. So, uh, but we do tend it tend to add people to a waitlist and so on if you don't get in the first time around. But uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, the mastermind part is uh, secondary right now the the main point is that if you want a entertaining fun geeking out about fantasy map class <laughs> then uh, get signed up for it and then you, you're going to get a second uh, master class at a later date and of course the second one will also be recorded mm-hmm. and it'll be made available as a recording if you can't join in person and all that so yeah that's i want to be a participant i I want to geek out about fantasy maps, but I guess I have to help run the show. But <laughs> I would sign up for yeah, this. Yeah, you will totally. be able to work that day, Autumn. <laughs> That's true. Darn it. <laughs> I can watch the recording later, though. That's okay. <laughs> you can, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next Monday, we have our very first critical reading episode. We'll share our thoughts on the fifth season by N.K. Jemison. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.